I'm Josh Kingsley, your host for the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast, where we give you stress-free wedding advice from the experts. At the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast, we believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info. Today, we're talking about one of the biggest decisions of a wedding day, the ceremony. And I'm not talking about the flowers, the members of the wedding party, who will be handing out programs, or even the songs. We're talking about the bigger question before we get to any of these things. What kind of ceremony? Deciding between a religious or secular ceremony may be very easy for some couples as they consider traditions, personal beliefs, and even family wishes. But for some couples, this ends up being the first big life decision they make together. I'm joined for this discussion by Deacon John Walters and Paul Costanzo. They have presided over thousands of weddings in their time working with couples. Welcome to the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast. Or good afternoon. How are you doing? It's a good day. <laughs> All right, so let's jump into the first question, and we're going to go to Deacon John for this one. What motivates the decision to pick a church setting when a couple's planning their wedding ceremony? I actually think there's a couple of reasons. Um, probably the number one reason is tradition. That's what people are familiar with in, in their family or in their community. Um, some might be doing to appease uh, other people, like especially their parents. But I think even for some, there's uh, uh, it, it's they see that ceremony is more sacred. It's uh, it's a sacred moment in life, and they want to emphasize that they're doing it in the presence of God. And uh, the other thing I think probably is that some people have a, a little bit of each of that reason in, in why they would choose a church wedding. Good stuff. So, Paul, when uh, when you're working with couples that are picking to do a wedding ceremony in a secular setting, what are generally the reasons why they they choose to go with a secular setting? Well, it's a simple decision, I think, for the couple if they you know, if they're in agreement one or both of them have been an active member of a faith community where they've been involved and that's usually based on the family upbringing now that sadly isn't as it was in my day back in the 60s and 70s but there are still many that feel strongly about the religion or that they that they belong and so they usually get to know the religious leader of the parish and over time that's that relationship has groomed them into this position. Now, sadly, there are some religions and some churches that make the couple jump through hoops to get married at the church. Sometimes marriage counseling, sometimes continual tithings, payments, and becoming a member if they aren't already. So as I like think what I think, Josh, is many of them have their own agenda with regard to spiritualism. And so what they do is they, they infuse that into ceremonies and sometimes uh, there's nothing better than a refurbished barn or a luxury boat or a, a golf course or a, or a non-denominational church that looks the part so they can appease their parents. So that's, I see all sorts. So, so generally speaking, Paul, when you're, when you're doing wedding ceremonies, what's the setting that you're in most often? Is it is it a church that's non-denominational or are you generally in the refurbished barn? It's more or less the, the barn, the golf course, the hotels. It's, it's where the ambiance reflects the nature of that couple. If that couple is out there, you know what they're going for. It's sadly, uh, they're going for the, the, the pizzazz, sadly. And 
And when I meet, uh, I, just really quick, when I meet with them, that's one of the first things I ask them about their, their background. So yeah, um, as, as uh, Deacon John knows, uh, you get parents who were in a, a, a church setting in their lives, that's what they want for their kids, but who makes the decision? Sure. So, so Deacon John, back to you. When, when we're talking about a uh, faith-based wedding, is there generally, um, you're, you're in the space that the, the church or the parish, whatever denomination it is, they have a, a typical setup that they normally do a wedding through, or uh, do those normally happen outside of the, the church setting? Well, I'm a, I'm a deacon in the Catholic church, so there's certain guidelines that we follow. Uh, and one of the things I think it's important to understand, um, at least within the Catholic Church throughout the United States, is that what they encourage the couple to do is not just plan for the wedding day, but also to to recognize that the engagement period is a time of, of preparing for the marriage itself. And so, and, I'm, and, and honestly, some people might feel like it's jumping through, but the, what really what it is doing is saying the engagement time is also a time to, to, uh, to kind of get to know each other and get to, and, and get to know uh, and have certain important conversations. So, for example, in our parish, we, have a, uh, we encourage them to do a premarital inventory where they go online and they, and they fill this out and they actually meet with someone and say, here are the strengths of your relationship and here's some areas that might be challenging. And, and so it's, it, it's, again, it's, it's something to try and help the couple uh, get prepared for the marriage itself. And then we also encourage them to go through pre-cana where they, they'll, they'll hear other couples who, who have good marriages and they, they talk about the challenges that they've had in their marriages. And, and it gives this couple, the couple that's, that is preparing for their own wedding, opportunities to discuss some issues that they may have discussed before but maybe in greater depth or at least make sure that they've discussed them so um things like finances and and uh you know and and, and sexuality and family matters and 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 just different things that they need to make sure that they they talk about before they get married so it it's it's a it's kind of a two-step approach and then when it comes time for uh the preparation for the ceremony itself will give them options for different readings and things of that nature and help walk them through and prepare the ceremony itself. And that is always done in church, in, in my church. Gotcha. So when we're, when we're talking about the, uh, the preparation for, from setting the date to the actual date in the, in the Catholic ceremonies that you do generally, what is that period of time? Is it usually a year more than that? Or what's the time frame that we're looking at for all the steps that you just mentioned? We ask couples to, to, to give at least six months prior to the wedding day. But I think most people just because of how long they, they, it takes them to book a venue, they're usually coming in about a year or so ahead of time. And we're focused on the actual wedding ceremony. We're not involved in uh, any of the other celebration planning or anything like that. Ours is strictly focusing on uh, preparing for the marriage and then also the wedding ceremony itself. 
Cool. So we're looking at a six to 12 month period of time doing your, your wedding inventory. That's a, that's a great way to look at that. So Paul, when we're talking about the, the wedding ceremonies that you do from a secular sense, what are the steps involved from setting the date to the actual date? And what does that process look like? Um, from your One point? of the most important things, Josh, is to get to know the couple to a certain degree, showing respect both to them, number one, as well as their families. So these are, you're gonna be me, I'll meet all of them eventually at the rehearsal, of course, and of course at the wedding. And so number one, I, I insist on at least one face-to-face -face meeting and of course all the emails and texts that they would like to do. And so once you meet them, you, you, I, I find out all about them, their background, and like I said earlier, their families, uh, how they were brought up. Um, and then now we get into the, into the uh, into the thermometer on the left side, you got spiritual, on the right side, contemporary. And I asked them, tell me more about what, what type of spiritualism was in your life. And then I bring up the family and I'll say, look, this is your day, but we need to think more about those you love and who love you. How is it that we can do something special and include that sort of element into your celebration? And so when you meet with people and you find out more than how they met at the, you know, online or whatever, you find out more about their upbringing. And then this way you can fine tune a celebration, a ceremony that's going to, uh, that's going to reflect the time that you put in based on their lives. And I think that everybody's going to appreciate that. I want to make sure that each and every celebration is a little bit different because of course people are. And so we create the three of us. I tell them, look, I don't want to be the one that goes up there and does the same old vanilla wedding. It's going to be something that we, we work on together. I, I encourage participation. I always say that any participation, whether it's a reading, whether it's candle lighting, whether it, uh, maybe it's the sand ceremony, whatever you want is going to enhance the ceremony. And so, you know, little by little, you, you get participation once you reach and that's one of the best parts when I finally reach them, when they finally say, oh, I get it. Because, you know, like Deacon John said that sometimes it's six to 12 months. Well, I, I agree. If you want the best of the best, Josh, in your world and our world, you're going to reach out six to 12 months out because otherwise we're going to be gone. But some of them do come to us two, three months, you know, from the wedding for us, not DJs, not the photographer or venue sometimes us and sadly deacon john that's sad but then you work with them the best you can and you give them all you can so it sounds like the approach is uh is similar but different in in both settings you're you're looking to get to know the couple you're looking to make sure that all the uh traditions and things that are important to them are, are taken care of and trying to make the wedding as much about them as possible and, and send them into a successful marriage. So when you're preparing with a couple, Paul, what is your favorite part of the buildup and preparation for a wedding when you're working with a couple? Initially, when I meet with them, there is that moment where they're, they're weighing me. They're more or less measuring me. Who is this guy? Where did we you know? How did we find him? And what are his credentials? Once they hear me talk and show them that respect, like I mentioned earlier about not only them, but their families and who's coming. And all these people are coming, not just for that free beer. They're coming because they want to celebrate with you because that's what the, that's what the day is all about. That's, and so what really gets me excited is that 
when I suggest the certain elements that I have, and I, again, like, like Deacon John, we have thousands, literally each thousands of weddings that we've worked on. We have ideas that have worked where you get the attention of not only your couple and their approval, but those who are there to participate. So what I like most is when I start telling my couple some of these ideas, when we're sitting there over coffee, when all of a sudden one of them says, hey, my godmother would probably be the right person to do that reading. You know, maybe I can reach them by uh, compromise. Maybe they'll do, you know, the old default button, Croatians, love is patient, love is kind. If I hear that anymore, I, I sometimes want to walk away. Come up with something that has content and has connection. And then maybe the second reading will be uh, the lyrics of a song by Bob Marley about he's not perfect. I mean, there are so many ways to go, but yeah, what really, really excites me is when these couples all of a sudden open their eyes and say, hey, let's do that. I want them to remember the ceremony. That's more important than all the beer and the food afterwards. So thinking about the, uh, the, prep, the prep process for a Catholic wedding, Deacon John, what's your favorite part of working with engaged couples? I actually appreciate um, hearing their stories, especially when they go through, through uh, after they've done the premarital inventory. And, and, and in, our, in my particular parish, they'll meet with somebody who will, will go through the, um, the results and, and, and have the discussion with them. And then also after they've come back from the pre-cana experience and, and they've had a, a chance to, uh, to kind of delve a little bit more into their relationship. And, and to learn a little bit more about themselves and, 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 and their own plans for what it's going to be like in very life, which again is, is probably the first portion of the preparation period. And I enjoy the opportunity of walking with them in that process. And what I find a lot of times too is that even though there, there might have been a little bit of a reluctance at first for people to go through this process, I, I very rarely do I find somebody who didn't appreciate the opportunity to go through it. And, and, and they said this was very helpful for them. When it comes to uh, planning the actual ceremony itself, I think a lot of things that Paul said are, are, are pretty much right on target. You know, you try and, 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 and help them um, come up with the, the, the wedding ceremony that, that meets their particular needs and speaks to them. Um, again, and, and, and who would you like to, to read the readings? Who would you, you know, who are your attendants? How do you want to process in? You want to process in with the army or your, of, the, of the father or the, of the bride, or you want to walk in with both parents? You know, just different things that you can, you can choose, different options that, that are unique to them. And that's also part of the, the preparation as well. Um, so I, I think for me that the best part is actually going, walking with them and, and and hearing what they've learned about themselves in that whole engagement process. So the, so the goal from both of you, it sounds like, is for this to be a truly inspiring and fulfilling process. And you want everybody to be excited before they get ready to walk down the aisle and excited and happy when they walk back up the aisle. So a quick follow-up question for, for Deacon John. You're talking to the couple right before you're getting into place and staging everybody to start the ceremony what is the thing that you say to couples what's the last piece of advice that you give before you start that process of the wedding ceremony itself 
Well, I think most uh, or, or many couples, when, when it comes to the wedding day, they have a lot of anxiety. They, they have all of these preparations and, and, uh, and, and they want to make sure everything goes perfectly just the way they wanted it to. But I remind them that the planning is over and that now is the time to relax and enjoy the day. You know, everything doesn't have to go perfectly well for the day to be perfectly wonderful time. And I've seen at weddings, I've seen couples, um, they're so stressed out, they don't even enjoy their own wedding day or they don't enjoy it as much as they should. And so that's usually what I do. I just say, don't worry about the plans anymore. Just go with the flow and enjoy the rest of the day. So Paul, as you're getting everybody into place, what's the, what's the piece of parting advice before you jump right into everything that you give? Yeah, I got to go. Deacon John, that was, that was good. I got to go along with what you said on that part about relax. You see, what happens is that we're at a point now where I'm their favorite uncle. I'm like Uncle Paul to them. And what's good is that at my age, I kind of look like that. I go up to each one of them. The bride is in her room. And sometimes the bridezilla comes out of her. And you're right, Deacon John, they are so stressed out. And sometimes, you know, and I'll do the same to the groom. I'll go up to them and I get their attention like blinders on a horse. They look at me, look at me. It's okay. We're going to be fine. Drink some water. Relax. I'm there. No one's going to fall. And I say to those who might remember who Vince Lombardi was, I'll never forget what he said to the Packers before a championship game. He said, we have prepared for this moment. In other words, you got your DJ, you got your photographer, flowers, the venue. We've got this. Everything is in place for this day. Do not expect perfection. But with all we've done, I guarantee you, we will achieve excellence. That's it. Just smile. That's what you're supposed to do. You spend all that money. Smile and relax. I tell them the same thing that Deacon John did. Relax. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got two sisters. I'm the oldest in my family. And so my, my dad's had to walk two you know, women down the aisle. And uh, the piece of advice that I always pass on if I'm, you know, doing ceremony music or something to, uh, to brides and their dads. I'm like, you know, my dad said, tell jokes and uh, just do anything that you can to put a smile on your face and just be happy when you get up to the altar or the gazebo, whatever it is you're doing. And just make sure you have a smile on your face when you get up there and everybody's going to be happy that that happened. And uh, I also think it's funny that we have a, a Packer fan and a Bears fan on here and we're talking about Vince Lombardi quotes and yeah. here we go. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll give up where we're, uh, where we're coming from. So uh, both of you guys are married. Both of you guys are, are happily married and you've been, you know, married for a long time. So I'll, I'll start with you, Paul. What's the best piece of marriage advice that you give from a long married man to a couple that's going through the wedding process? Well, my wife might not be able to hear me, but I'm speaking quite loudly. But I'll tell you what I tell the couples. And I do this sometimes in my little three or four minutes uh, sermon or whatever uh, during the middle of the ceremony. I say to them this, when you first met each other and you were holding hands, and if your cell phone went off, did you answer it? Most likely you didn't. You, want, you don't want to be that person at that moment. So what I say to them is this, every once in a while, leave your cell phones at home and remember those first moments when you were together take each other by the hand and leave your home and go for a walk for an hour this is easy even if you only did it once a month clear everything else in your body and your mind and hold hands and for the first 30 minutes i say let her talk 
And I say to him, you listen to her because I joke and say men are good listeners, but really, really, really try. Listen to her, smile, hold her hand. And when she's done after those 30 minutes or so, you turn around, now it's his turn. You speak about everything that you, you know, whether it's work, whether it's anything that might not sit well with you these days. The whole idea is not one thing that has never stopped enhancing a, a relationship is communication. And sadly, through today's world of all these devices, we find ourselves immersed in it. Take your time and take those 60 minutes, I tell them, and go for that walk and talk to each other. It's refreshing. It's good for your body. It's a hell of a lot better than 60 minutes in front of your 60-inch Samsung. Talk, communicate. Deacon John, what's your piece of advice? I try to tell them that you don't get a marriage on your wedding day. Instead, what you get are the components to build a good marriage. And so in order to do that, it requires effort. And uh, a lot of the things that, that, that Paul said about uh, listening to each other, communicating. Um, and I, I think one of the big things, too, is, is make sure that you always respect each other. It's an important uh, element of, of any kind of a marriage. Um, if, if you don't have respect, then you don't have, have a chance. So uh, that's usually the advice that I would give them in a wedding day. Gotcha. Good stuff. So you've undoubtedly been to a wedding that was for a family or a friend, and there was the uh, individual who was the friend of the couple who's presiding over the, the marriage ceremony and they went online over the weekend and got ordained because for whatever reason, the, the couple wanted to have a friend do the, the wedding ceremony. So what's the, what's the mistake that you've seen, you know, somebody who's not an experienced wedding efficient that does this all the time make? Uh, we'll go with Deacon John first. No one comes to the wedding to see the person who's officiating, you know, and I think that's a, uh, that you're, you're, you're there as the efficient just to, to facilitate things. Um, it's the couple who perform the wedding vows. And, and uh, so for the most part, you're, you're there to make sure that things go well, but not, not, to, not, nobody's looking at you, they're looking at the bride. And so just remember that and, 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 and allow them to, to do their thing allow them to, to kind of con to be the center of attention. Stuff. Paul, what have you seen before? Well, if, if prospective couples are listening to this, which I know you are, the last thing I would do is have a friend or a family member preside over the most important day of your life. You will be, you will, you like them and you love them, but they'd be better in row two next behind your parents. There are so many mistakes I've seen over the years or I've heard about over the years. And some of them are actually from couples who I know who said, we wish we never would have done this. You have to have poise. You have to have confidence. Like Deacon John says, it's not about us. You deflect to the others. You're there basically to conduct and to continue a, a proper celebration, not a circus, not something silly and funny. Sure, you can inject a bit of levity. There's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes I've I've seen somewhere they would cross the line and possibly, there's so many different little things. Like for instance, at the end of a ceremony, that moment when they have a first kiss, get out of the way, that should be captured. The photographer gets that, that one moment. There's a lot of things that a, 
someone who doesn't know what to do wouldn't know like what if you know josh i know you've got the greatest equipment in the world but what if the music didn't happen like at like at uh, country Inn over in pewaukee once no music the dj didn't have a backup the father of the bride was fuming behind that gate where the bride was coming out it ha it, it seemed that three four minutes seemed like an hour i finally stepped down from the gazebo and i went back there and i said there's no, not going to be any music. Give me, give me a moment to get back up there and you come on in. I walked up and down the aisles and I said to everyone, look, folks, a little girl waits her whole life to walk down the aisle with their father. There is no music. As soon as that gate opens, please rise on your own and just gently clap. And that's, it was so beautiful. Would he have known that? No. Deacon John would have. I do. You need to be there for important for little things that could go wrong. We're there to support them. You've got your A-team. That's what you hire us for, and that's what we do. We're there as a privilege for to, to be a part of your celebration. All righty. All right, well, a big thanks to Deacon John and for Paul giving insights into the wedding ceremony. We hope that this has given all of our couples that are listening some good insight and discussion points as you plan for your wedding ceremony. So until next time, take care. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you got some helpful thoughts as you plan the big day. So until next time, I'm Josh and this is the Complete Wedding Planning Podcast where we believe that weddings are supposed to be fun and fulfilling, not full of stress and conflict. Happy wedding planning! We are presented by Complete Weddings and Events, your leading provider of photo, video, DJ, photo booth, lighting, and coordination services. Visit completewedo.com for more info.